0: Hello, and thank you for listening to The Founders Speak, a podcast where we bring you exceptional startup founders from around the world who each share their inspiration, of course, but also a bag full of usable insights from their entrepreneurial journeys. So if you're an aspiring founder or busy fundraising or nearing a successful exit or even feeling like you might go down fighting, there's something useful in here for you. Each talk is hosted and recorded live with audiences at the founders' peak stage at the world's largest fintech event, the Singapore Fintech Festival. My name is Naveen Suri and I'm your host. I'm a former banker turned entrepreneur and like all entrepreneurs, I have more than a few battle scars on my back, all of which I'm very proud of. Our next speaker is Sean Lam, Executive Advisor of Advance AI. He's based in Singapore and says everyone pushes you and reminds you to get the timing right. But the real question is, how? In his talk titled, Timing Hacks for Startups, Sean offers solutions and ideas on how entrepreneurs can increase their chances of getting the timing right. Let's take a listen.
1: Today, I'm going to talk about one advice that many founders and aspiring founders hear all the time. Get the timing right. You hear that from mentors, you get that from investors, you get that from your friends, and those of you that are probably starting up in a basement or in a garage, at some point you probably start hearing from the pets that you have as well, right? Get the timing right, get the timing right. Well, the million dollar question, or for some of you, the billion dollar question is how? In movies, in fiction, yes, you've got Doctor Strange, and the, infinite, you know, the time stone, where you can reverse time and look through the multiverse and find the best possible option. Or in the movie Tenet, you've got the turnstile from the future where it's able to invert time, go backwards and see, you know, correct things uh, where you need to correct. Or for some of you who are a little bit older, you probably remember the movie Groundhog Day, where your day repeats over and over until you get something, uh, you do something good. How wonderful that would be uh, in the case of a startup, if you're able to repeat your day over and over and get everything game on. Well, unless you're in the business of building time machines or time inversion machines, for that matter, I suggest that we don't look into those movies for any inspiration. Instead, for today's session, what I'll run through with you is a couple of hacks, a couple of things that are actually within your control uh, in order to manage uh, uh, time. So let's take a look at the target practice above. And imagine having to get the timing precisely right every single time. Yeah, it's really, really challenging. In the case of building products, if you're too early, your customer is not ready for it. If you're too late, they've rebought really bought somebody else's product. See the challenge? Well, the Native Americans, uh, the M- Native American tribes, they never had the privilege of weather satellites to tell them when it was going to rain or not rain, for that matter. Instead, they had this practice called rain dancing, where they would basically dance, right, in order to summon the rain to nourish the crops. Well, the question is, did it work? Well, it did because they never stopped dancing till it rained, right? So this is what we call persist, uh, patient persistence. Patient persistence is hack number one. And what that does, it allows you to expand Expand the size of your timing bullseye and just make it a little bit bigger. So keep on going, and remember, it's okay to get it in early. But please do not confuse patient persistence with persistent patience. They're very, very different. There's, a different, there's another word for persistent patience, and that's called procrastination. And we've all done it sometimes, particularly for founders. You've got this brilliant idea, you say, oh, man, I should have. Somebody stole that idea. Or you know, I had the Facebook idea before Mark did, right? Well, that is what we call persistently patient, right? You're just waiting, waiting, waiting forever. Patient persistence should also not be confused with annoying persistence, right? If you wait outside the office of a client hours at a go, hoping to get a meeting, you probably get a hello, but probably nothing more beyond that. Or a, a, a trend that I see coming more and more, where they start spamming your mailbox, saying, hey, that's a picture of my rabbit. Next week, same, do you like my rabbit? Well, guys, I click on spam. So that's not going to work, right? Yeah, you could be really, really persistent, but that's not very target, targeted. Patient persistence, done right, on the other hand, requires a fair bit of skill. you got to figure out what tickles your audience. Uh, and sometimes, one of the easiest way is actually to make sure that your startup has the ability to generate press. So people just tend to like to speak to people who are in the media. In the early days, I used to spend a lot of time trying to find friends, mutual friends uh, to connect us with key individual stakeholders at a client organization. So instead of annoying the potential client, I would actually annoy my friends, who would then be able to facilitate that connectivity. So for those that are in the room today, I I do really want to thank you, and I am happy uh, to return the favor to all of you. So hack number two. Now, it relates to the ability of a startup to anticipate uh, failure. Asian startups, in particular, do not celebrate failures. I think it's really an Asian culture, right? I can't imagine an Asian parent going uh, to to their kids and saying, hey, good job, well done, try again when they failed school. So that's not going to happen. But I think we have to attempt. We have to try. We have to celebrate failure. Failure should not be viewed negatively simply because is ultimately a byproduct of innovation. When you innovate, you will fail. And I use the word expect here. When you expect failure, is because one who expects failure is always going to be prepared to try over and over and over again. I, for example, for one, struggled for the longest time to anticipate and expect one of the most common failures in an organization: small failures. And that's basically talent retention. When people asked me what kept me up at night in starting starting the organization, I would say, hey, talent retention. I couldn't figure out why people were leaving the organization. And it was also a source of frustration for me because what happens, it was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, we're doing everything in the best interest of the company for the team, for the individuals. Why are they leaving? The truth of the matter is people do leave. Sometimes it's for personal reasons. Sometimes money is just too good to say no to. So in reality, as startup founders, is that you have to be prepared to try over and over again. When it came to fundraising, and for some of you that are in the midst of fundraising, for example, oh, boy, right? The number of rejections that you get. Oh, let's take a pause. Let's revisit this next year. Oh, I like you, but you know, maybe in the next round. Guys, that's a no. That's really a no. But don't feel special. You're not special. Everybody gets a no. My, my tip here? For every no that you receive, add two more. You double down, add all these investors, grow your pipeline of potential investors, and eventually you would be able to you know, reach your targets. So provision for this failures. And what this translates to failure to uh, the founders is basically it provides you with multiple bullseye zones so that you can get your timing right in everything that you do. Now, my final hack, hack number three. Now, you've, you basically have created more opportunities. You're now expecting failure to try and try over again. Guys, please make the shot, right? You really don't want to be what we call a bobo shooter in Singapore, or, you know, for, for, the, for the foreign, uh, don't be a stormtrooper, essentially. You've got pretty, a pretty big bullseye here. Go ahead and get the shot. Now, I have two suggestions on how to improve your aim. I think the first one, I, it holds a yeah, holds heart very, very dearly here. Um, Surround yourself with very smart and good people, people that, who are going to stand up and tell you that, hey, Sean, your aim stinks. You basically want to have somebody to tell you, just like a coach, are you standing correctly? Are you getting your grip correctly? You want people that calls you out when you're doing something incorrectly. You want to, open, you want to create an open startup culture where people are not afraid to tell you that something is not right because they may know something better than you. Than You You want to have an organization that receives feedback timely from across the organization, so that then you can take action and redo those corrections. Because speed is, is very, very essential in a startup. The suggestion number two for hack number three is the ability to MacGyver anything and everything in a startup, right? If you don't have a sniper rifle, improvise, make a slingshot, hit the target. Innovate where you can, improvise where you must. Get real, be real. Understand that every decision that you make in any case will have trade-offs. There'll be times that you have to sacrifice long-term for short-term, medium-term for short-term. Should you go on equity round, or should you go on a convertible note? Do you go and lengthen the runway of your startup, or do you spend more to rah-rah for more investors? Right? There's always going to be pros and cons to every single decision that you make. But at the end of the day, just remember your day one where you were bootstrapping out across every single thing. So just remember your bootstrapping day and you, you know, how, just imagine how you were able to improvise from A to Z and that's really it in order for you to get your timing right. Thank you very much, everybody.
0: Thank you, Sean. Now, if you'd like to watch Sean's talk at the Founders Speak, simply visit Singapore FinTech Festival on YouTube. You're listening to the Founders Speak podcast where exceptional startup founders share untold stories from their journeys. We have lots more for you coming up next, so do stay with us.